Welcome to the People Leaders Podcast, the audio resource for managers and business leaders creating high-performing teams. Join leadership and team development experts Jan and Michelle Turkelson each week as they explore both subjects from every angle. Through practical tips, valuable insights, and compelling interviews with leadership experts around the world, you'll learn how to bring out the best in your staff and how to give your best as a leader. Welcome to 2024, Michelle. It's been a while. It has. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yes. (laughs) Um, So last year, we really focused on new and emerging leaders and some of the issues that they have when they're um, leading their teams. This year, our focus is on small to medium-sized businesses. So the leaders of small to uh, medium-sized businesses who really want to create a team that are high-performing, that allow the owner of the business to do the real work that they need to do to lead the business and the issues that we've found about how to do that and what the leader of the business has to cope with, we wanted to share uh, in the podcast. And um, some of those small to medium businesses have been um, engaging with us and I just thought it would be interesting for us to uh, share with our audience what those issues are and some of those practical strategies that they can start to implement. So what do you want to share about that, Michelle? What's your experience been? Yeah, so over the last year, um, year and a bit actually, I've been working very closely with a, um, a small business that was subsequently taken over by a larger business and work very closely with the owner of the business and the management team. And the big issue for for them, and I think this applies to all small businesses, cash flow was a big issue. Mm. Um, The other one was just the pipeline. You know, is there enough work coming in so that I can afford to pay all these employees, Mm. you know, week after week? It's a real... It can be really stressful for the owner of the business. And then the people issue. Uh, mm. There was always the admin side of things, you know, insurances and payroll and that sort of thing. And then the one that consumed the most amount of emotional time and energy and drain for the owner of the business was the people. Wouldn't mm. understand why people didn't get, you know, he thought he was paying them well, they were educated, um, good at their job. However, couldn't understand why they just couldn't um, meet his expectations. Mm. And basically it's because he didn't articulate exactly what his expectations were and the argument was that, well, they should know. Mm. (laughs) However, they weren't in his shoes, they weren't the owner of the business, but as soon as he, one, opened up the kimono, so to speak, and actually showed them these aren't the finances, this is what I need to get in each month, like really gave them a seat at the table, so to speak, about what it meant to run a small business because they would go and, you know, buy, you know, buy expensive equipment um, and didn't realise the impact that that would have on the the cash flow Mm. when they already had something very similar, like just those sorts of things. And it, it, it caused them to be more mindful and they had more skin in the game because they knew more. When they didn't know, they didn't know. It wasn't Mm. really their fault. And then the other thing that he put into place, which I think really was a game changer, was having discipline because the owners of the business tend to be entrepreneurial, want to be out and about doing that stuff. 
sitting down on a regular basis with his key team members and going through, so, you know, what's what's working for you? Can I give you some feedback? Uh, is there anything I can do to support you? Like just some of those basic, basic questions. And the first time he did it, it did take a long time, you know, because people were just starving for, for that sort <laughs> of thing. And then after a while they became, and, and when they were regular, Oh, it just made such a difference. Everyone was happier. They felt more engaged. He knew what they knew. They knew what he knew. All of those things, everything just flowed so much better and they didn't need as long, yeah? Mm. And and he could actually start to put pieces of the puzzle together so much more readily because he had he was able to dip into the minutiae a little bit and then come out but then he could give it to them to then go ahead and, and run with. Mm. And so just having a bit of discipline. And really it's And then what he worked out is it's not really discipline, it's my diary. I've just got to have it in my diary. I'm going to meet with X on the first Thursday of every da, 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 and just had time in his diary. And, you know, I tried to, you know, stress to him, please, whatever you can, make those a priority. And if you do have to move it, or, you know, cancel them, don't cancel them, just move them. Mm. Because when you cancel it, there is a bit of an energy that people take, oh, I've been cancelled. Yes, been, yes. You know, no, I'm not that important. Mm. But when you just move it, it has a different, oh, okay, it, it's it's okay. Everybody understands that right. that sort of happen. It was interesting when you said, you know, opening the kimono. I remember, and you'll, you'll most probably remember this as well, when we were uh, dealing with a large construction company and they were having issues with their leaders and they found one of the most significant um, strategies they employed was to bring them in on the finances, really understanding the, the profit and loss and taking them through that so they understood what the cost um, risk benefits were and they made decisions around that. That's right. And at, so there were some people in the business that were like, well, no, 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 that's not my job. I'm not interested. You know, it was almost like too much responsibility for them. Mm. And and then there is a communication that comes with that. You know, I'm not asking you to run the business. Mm. I am just sharing how the business is being run, you know, mm. by me primarily and the impact of decisions on the bottom line. Because at the end of the day, when you do work for a small business, there is a ju- just a little bit more, yeah, risk and you need to have a little bit more skin in the game because it does impact you more readily. Yeah. And with that comes the advantage of being more agile and flexible oh. and things like that. So, yeah. you know, there's always yeah. that balance. Yeah. And so when you said, you know, the CEO had to really be explicit mm. and articulate the message, but mm. also the other flip side of that is the receiving of it. And um, I was speaking with someone only yesterday. So it was director of a large business. It was a government business, actually. And they were looking at doing some leadership training. And I said to them, and this is the question we often ask, Michelle, is that if you, if everyone in the business could sign up to one behavior, would be inspired, you know, to sign up to one behavior, what would that be that would create the biggest impact for the business or the organization. And she said, 
I wish people would just listen. I wish people <laughs> would just not talk over each other in meetings. I wish they would just kind of like sit back and really listen to what that person is trying to say and not assume. And then we talked about those unconscious biases and things like that. And so I think that's a, a really interesting um paradigm is that not only do you need to articulate clearly, but you need to be able to listen to receive that. And it goes both ways. And without a doubt, Jen. Mm. And really, in fact, the, the that impacts so many areas. Like you think it's just, oh, just listen. But listening actually leads to a cultural shift in the organization because the number one need you know, that people have is to be heard and to be mm. understood. Mm. And you can only do that when you truly listen to another person. And so, you know, you think it's a glib statement. It's not. It runs deep and, it, it you know, it can really shift an organisation. I, I think that's a brilliant one actually. Yeah, uh, I'm really perceptive of that person. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She was a yeah. uh, HR director. So she yeah. uh, really had the pulse on what the issues mm. were. Mm. And so I wanted to share a story um, so you and I have in common with someone who owns a a business with uh, 32 million revenue and over 100 employees. And we asked them, you know, about their issues with people, you know, like, do you have any people issues and what have you done about it? And he said, well, we were that type of culture that were, you know, like we were really kind and everyone got along. However, we were a little bit passive and we didn't um, give each other some, you know, like clear feedback. And so part of the um, the strategy for them was to employ someone and it was like a HR person uh, to show them how to have the difficult conversation, how to give and receive feedback. And he said that has made the biggest difference because now what he's doing and is exactly what you were saying, Michelle, is he is employing that one-on-one um coaching strategy. So the one-on-one with um, his leadership team on a regular basis. Now, again, they don't have to be an hour. However, there's twofold for the the one-on-ones. Absolutely, you have to talk about tactics and operation. However, you absolutely have to talk about this growth because most people who are oriented to, you know, um, uh, I suppose honing accountability and responsibility, they want to grow. And when we have regular one-on-ones that um, invite that discussion, it really does lift the capability of the whole organisation. That's right. And there are some people, like in every business, Jan, uh, that, you know, just want to do their job, so to speak, you know, aren't interested in the next, you know, position, et cetera, et cetera. However, what they do appreciate is people understanding what it's like in their shoes, in mm. their roles. Mm. And so we those, and again, to listen to, you know, listening to them. Um, and that's what this um, uh, CEO had to do. He had to go through that that cycle of just listening first, you know, because they were starved of that, of being mm. heard. This mm. is what it's really like in my role and blah, blah, blah. And he had to, you know, take some actions. Um, and, 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 but then once, you know, he, he sort of got through that, then it was clear for them to actually now focus on performance, focus on the future, focus on some of his needs and expectations for the business. But he Mm. did have to go through that little rough patch first for him anyway, to, to really listen, sit there and do something about some of their, um, 
you know, dissatisfactions that they had. Yeah, you know, because having a, you know, a well-oiled machine or a mm. team, you know, like a high-performing team is mm. really one of the most significant business advantages that you can have. And the reason why it's so significant is because it's rare, but it's really impactful. And yeah, that's yeah, the invitation, isn't it? Yeah. So what I would add to that is that because this business and had a really good uh, management team, when they were taken over by a larger organisation, they had the ability, capacity to ramp up really quickly. Mm. You know what I mean? They could just drop everything and move here and move there like because the communication was just so, uh, it just flowed so, so well. Um, they were really able to, you know, take advantage of that next shift up in terms of scale. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was critical, Jan, critical. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting, isn't it? You know, like so if you're a leader or owner of a small to medium-sized business, you know, just check in. Am I listening? Am I having regular one-on-one conversations? Am I asking for feedback? Am I being as clear as I can? to, um, you know, set expectations because people do not operate well with uncertainty. And how do you check that? You check in on them. That's how you actually know. And I was doing some research on, you know, the biggest issues that small to medium-sized businesses have, and I just want to run them through you, run them through the list. And also when we run through the list, just think about what could I be doing as a leader of this, you know, of a business to actually shift that? And a lot of it does come down to the people aspect. And so the first one was custom acquisition and retention. And we know when you have a constructive culture, client acquisition and retention is so much more, um, you know, engaged and higher. There's, there is a real um, um, relationship there. The second one is managing growth and scaling the business, which you just mentioned that your uh, company was able to do. The second one was balancing work and life because if you're a small to medium-sized business owner, sometimes your work can or, you know, the business becomes all-consuming because you're not delegating, you're putting out fires, you don't have someone to um, perhaps, um, you know, shift some of the responsibility and accountability. It all kind of like lands on you. Um, the, the next one is managing business accounts and finances, which we talked about as well, you know, like allowing people to really understand what's driving the business. And then the next one was improving employee morale because when you've got great employee morale, you are going to retain really good talent. You're going to grow, which will allow you to scale and then, you know, continue and be quite sustainable. And the last one was retaining an adequate management team because then it really impacts all those other issues as well. And and when you can invest in your, and, and that's what he started to do, you know, take the management team out for half the day here, um, you know, sometimes it was a big deal, you know, to have the whole day, you know, doing planning and strategy and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it made all the difference because then they got to see what could look like and then could emulate that with their teams mm. um, and because they had an experience of it. So, yeah, really focus on your, 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 the, the people that surround you immediately, whether you call them that your management team, it, it pays dividends. 
Yeah. And, you know, that is listening to some of their, you know, to their issues, listening to their concerns and getting feedback from them. So if I was to, to, um, manage or lead this business, even, you know, like more effectively, what would you be seeing me do more of? What would you be seeing me do less of? What are the things that would create a really um, good impact on the morale of people in the business? Because sometimes you don't know as the leader of a business, you, you might need to ask people. So, so one of the things, so there, there was that question asked. And one of the biggest things that they wanted is that, that they said from the employees is that they loved when he would um, have a meeting with all the employees on Zoom, say people in, you know, Tasmania and all over, all over Australia and just give them a rundown of what was happening, you know, what was in the pipeline, you know, the big picture stuff and, you know, some of the feedback that some of their big clients had. They loved, loved, loved that. Everybody mm. turned up for that for those sessions. Yeah. Oh, that's so true, Michelle, because I ran a um, an MBTI session with a, um, a tech company and one of the highlights for them was to hear the vision of the leader and where the business is going because people want to get on that train. You know, yeah. you want to be part of something that's growing and big and that impacts um, more than just, you know, like your little area. So, yeah, it's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, it really gives you more meaning for your role in mm. a way. You know, mm. it's, it's contributing to something bigger. Yeah, they, they yeah. loved it. Loved yeah. It. So the takeaway for us is to uh, be really proactive in your listening. Articulate as clearly as you can with your expectations because it creates certainty. Perhaps be a little bit more transparent in how the business is operating, you know, create that that culture of openness. And any others, Michelle? Uh, I don't know whether you said ask for feedback, but it's just such a game changer. And and you know, use your diary to schedule in the important events. Mm. Which which is your one-on-one. You know, if we're going to leave you with anything, start doing your one-on-ones. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. All right. So um, great chatting with you, Michelle. And I think next week what we're going to do is I'm going to uh, share and replay a testimonial from a client that I've been working with for about 10 years now and just to see the growth and some of the things that they've started doing in their business. Um, so watch out for that. And, um, yeah, check you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People Leaders Podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit us at peopleleaderspodcast.com. While you're there, you can subscribe for future episodes so you can continue your own leadership journey. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The People Leaders Podcast is brought to you by the Experts On Air Podcast Network.